Hi, this is me, Simon Roxburgh, and this is the Godcast. Right, I thought I'd start with a brief introduction as to why I'm doing this. Um, for ages, I've had like the thought of doing the Godcast and interviewing different people within the club that kind of interest me. I mean, everyone interests me, but some people have got some really cool stories to tell. Um, and it's one of those ideas that's just a bit of a pipe dream. But as things are at the moment, everything's a bit crazy. I thought it'd be a really cool idea to perhaps give this a blast and uh, interview a few people. So I'm going to start with the easiest one, which is interview my wife, Rian. Rian Roxburgh, as you all know, is the head coach in the club and uh, quite an accomplished triathlete over the years. So in a minute, once I get myself another beer, I'm going to um, sit her down and chat to her. Okay, she's. Uh, I've dragged her out of the, the the washroom. She's finished doing her chores uh, for the day. I've allowed her to sit down now while I enjoy my beer. On Mother's Day, might I? On ask? Mother's Day, yeah. She can uh, massage my feet. So, <laughs> and my ego. Both big jobs, to be honest. Um, here we go. We're going to talk to Rian. Welcome, Rian. Hello. You're doing very well there. You, I can see you're an accomplished podcaster. <laughs> right. Let's let's get down to it. Um, Obviously, I know you very well. Um, you're my wife, um, and some of the people in the club know you, and but they might not know everything about your your sporting kind of career and what motivates you and what gets you into triathlon. So we'll start off with all the way back. What sport did you? What got you into sport? Um, when I was younger, I got I I liked lots of sports, um, but. Mainly my passion was swimming, so I think I was about five or six years old when I really, really just wanted to swim. I'd learned how to read. I put that aside and said, I want to swim, and just kind of, that was my focus for many years. So I started morning training at age six. I don't think they do that now. Wow, that's, yeah. So yeah. you were six years old and yeah. you were morning training. How many mornings a week? Oh, probably only one at that point. Yeah. But then it obviously progressed as I got older, so um, to three, four, I think I was even going five mornings a week, um, as well as evening sessions. Wow, so how many sessions per week were you doing? Um, probably about nine or ten. Wow, y yeah. your parents must deserve a medal. Yeah, well, my mum did. Well, I know you, they deserve a medal, <laughs> but I mean... True. <laughs> so, so, so your mum took you to these sessions? Yeah, and it wasn't just around the corner either, because I, I started off in Bangor, and then we moved house to Corn Bay. Um, I went to Rill Swimming Club for about a year, and the coach there went to Hollywell, the one that I went there for. Um, so split the sessions between Shandidna and Hollywell. I got a wobbly too. Just then we had to break recording because one of the kids came down to join us. Um, so now he's been dealt with, not euthanised or anything, but dealt with. Uh, we'll crack on with the conversation we're having. So. Um, Basically, we've, we've talked about your, your early swimming career. So, who was your coach at Bangor Swim Club? Was your first swimming club, yeah? Yeah, so a man called um, Hans, 
was my coach in Bangor. Yeah. Um, he's still around in Plasmena, I think, teaching swimming. Right, okay, so Hans. And his, and his son has taken over. And his son, what's his son's ben name? Ben Helfeld. Ben Helfeld, and he's still coaching. I think he's, yeah. yeah, I think he's quite a popular coach over in uh, yeah. Plasmenai in the, the, the Bangor Carnarvon area, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. So, really yeah. good. Following uh, in his dad's footsteps. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Don't you think? It's pretty awesome. And um, then you went from Bangor to Rill? Yeah, so when we moved to Common Bay, I followed a coach called um, Jez Hay, who was just a uh, very inspirational man, very motivational and um, very colourful. So uh, you were at Bangor Swimming Club, you moved to Colwyn Bay. Yeah. And th- this coach, Jez Hay. Yes. Um, how did you come across it? How did you meet him? Because um, he was a coach um, at Rail. All the local galas and things, he would be this as big as, big as life kind of character. Um, and I thought he was the head coach at Rill, so he would be very lively, he'd talk to everyone, he'd motivate everyone, cheer everyone, and while swimming, he, you could always hear him, because he'd go, hup, hup, like that, <laughs> and he would just, it would make, you could see swimmers sort of increase their pace, like, just having heard that, and not just his own swimmers, but other swimmers as well. Um, so, yeah, I thought, well, I want to go to him, so... That's where we went, and after a year, he went to Hollywell. <laughs> he went to Hollywell. Yeah. Now, um, so how old were you when you started at Hollywell Swimming Club? Um, probably 12 at that point, because I was 11 going into real. Okay, and, and Jess was <clears throat> head coach there? Yeah, well, he was head coach at, Ho- at Hollywell, but he actually wasn't head coach at real. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. that that's what I'm saying. He was head coach at Hollywell, at Hollywell yeah? yeah? Yeah, So you followed him there. Yeah. And... Uh, quite a successful time I believe Uh, yeah you know uh, I had a couple of Welsh um, records and in what stroke what was your stroke 200 fly was my main stroke and 100 fly so I didn't like front crawl very much (laughs) fair enough fair enough and uh, a couple of Welsh records so obviously living in North Wales you got selected for the Welsh team (gasps) no no I didn't even though you had the Welsh records yeah It was a very sad time because on this one occasion, Jez really truly believed that I would have or should have been selected and I didn't get selected. So, yeah. That's good. And I think the standard of swimming at Hollywell at the time, there was a lot of good swimmers, I believe. Yeah, well, a lot, you know, people sort of went to Hollywell because of Jez. So there were a lot of um, swimmers like coming from all around the area as right. well. So and coming to train because success breeds success. Exactly, yeah. He was obviously a motivating guy. Yeah, so we yeah. had a big depth of swimmers in our club and yeah, some really good swimmers, some that were in the Welsh team actually yeah. for their for their um, discipline. Oh, so, so some, some yeah. gogs got into the Welsh squad? Yeah. So that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, later um, on, but there they did. And there's some names from those days in Hollywell who are quite prominent on the triathlon scene now, funnily enough, isn't it? Yeah, there it? are. So, so who, can you remember? Stephen Skates? Yeah, Stephen Skates being one. I mean, so so I, I don't know if anyone knows Stephen Skates. He's won the, the, the Slateman Triathlon and others. So that's the first one that springs to mind. Very yeah. handy runner. Um, yeah, like, he's, he's always top three or four in the local run races around here as well yeah. now, isn't he? But yeah, he's a very good triathlete himself. 
Sorry. Who um, else was there? Some others? Campbell. Was yeah, it? Andy Campbell, although oh. he was through the North Wales team rather than Jazz, he was a Wrexham swimmer. Yeah, but he was also a very good triathlete in his day. Um, yeah, and there's some others, but yeah. Rianne can't remember. I can't so remember. We're, we're not I'm even, so sorry. This you totally, needed to prep me. This <laughs> totally ruined my thread as to where I was going with this. But uh, nonetheless, uh, we'll we'll move on. So um, you were with Jazz, um, yes, and you were swimming competitively up to what age? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I swam competitively for Hollywell up till I was age eighteen, and then uh, went to Cardiff Uni. Um, okay, and then once you're in uni, yeah. was the, the the wet training different to that which you've been <laughs> <laughs> experiencing up to that point? Yeah, it changed slightly, shall we say, yeah. Although I did keep swimming for a fair few years. I swam all the way through university. Right, okay. Um, competitively for Cardiff, <coughs> uh, Cardiff Swimming Club right. and also for... Um, Cardiff Univit well Institute, and then we we actually got selected for the Welsh uh, university team as well. So, oh, you know, that's good. It wasn't all I bad. mean, so the move down south wasn't. Really <laughs> 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 Sounds yeah. like I've got an agenda. It but. does, doesn't it? No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm passionate about being in North Wales <laughs> and uh, ensuring we have the opportunities that everyone gets in Wales. <laughs> Okay, so when did you stop swimming and what made you stop? Um, well, you know, my sw- towards the end of being at university, I, I swam less um, and drank more, as I know, you know. And then, yeah, just came back here and there wasn't anything for, like, master swimmers, really. So, so there was no master swim programme yeah. in North Wales at that point? No. So there wasn't anywhere I could go and swim like that. I'd swim on my own occasionally, but there was no sort of motivation to go and train for anything. Train with the crew or yeah. a squad. And I guess kind of back in the day as well, a lot of swimmers' careers were thought to be over by the age of 20 pretty much, weren't they? Yeah, even yeah. younger than that, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, so that kind of notion of master swimming perhaps wasn't, wasn't there as it is? No, now. not as it is today. Um, yeah, so I had a few years of, you know, just working a lot and... Of course, because you, you, you were a teacher, a newly yeah. qualified teacher, yeah. coming out of, it was the Cardiff, where did you do your degree? Uh, University of Wales Institute, Cardiff. And what was your degree in? It was a BA Ed in um, PE, physical education, but it was a training, teacher's training course. Yeah, so, so it was a specific teacher's yeah. degree, but... Through yeah. uh, PE was your chosen subject. Yes. No. Okay. Uh, so then we, we we move on then, don't we? So you've given up swimming. Yeah. Um, you've discovered working hard, as most newly qualified people do. You know, when you're in your twenties, you've gone from that age of doing it wherever you want to, all of a sudden you plunge into the world of work, aren't you? And you've got yeah. to you crack do. on and get stuff done. <clears throat> um, and your focus kind of lies there, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah, although I try to keep fit because I didn't like not being fit. So I'd always go, I went to the, you know, joined the local gym and ran on the treadmill and did weights and, you know, kind of went on the spinning bike and things like that. And I just generally kept fit. But then I get, you get to a point, well, I did, with keeping fit 
And it's like, well, what's the point? It's, you know, there, there was no, no end goal. There was no end goal. There was no motivation to keep going to the gym. And uh, it, I found it quite boring. So I did start a few spinning classes and things like that, which was a bit more fun. Um, had a good workout. Um, yeah, and then I kind of talked about doing a triathlon for a, a fair few years. So, so what kind of, uh, what made you think I want to do a triathlon, first of all? Um, the, well, uh, the first time I saw a triathlon, and the only memory of that triathlon is, um, it was the Olympics in... Was it Athens? Uh, it was when... Um, Jenks. Jenks got so, punctured. Ah, the, the, yeah, so this is iconic. This was Athens in 2000. And Michelle Dillon came fourth, I think, or top ten, I not see. Yeah, Michelle Dillon had a good run. Yeah. And uh, Mark Jenkins from Wales, he's Helen Jenkins' coach now. And he's also the elite... And husband. And husband. <laughs> yeah, but he's the elite performance director for Welsh Triathlon yeah, as well as he, Mark Jenkins. He punctured with about, I can't remember, about 6K to go. And famously, he ran in with his bike and finished the race and rolled in about 46. Yeah. Uh, but I think he, he's always not wanted to be remembered for that. No, but he, he was a bit of a hero that type of day. I thought he? so, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And he, not long after that, he got a DVT, didn't he? Deep yeah. vein thrombosis, yeah, which pretty much killed his, killed his triathlon career. career. Yeah. Good athlete. He was a very good one. Yeah. So was that the year 2000 then, or was that? Yeah, I think Athens was 2000, or was it 2004? Sydney. No, Sydney was 2004. Yeah, so it must have been 2000. Yeah, I think so. So that's when you first heard about triathlon. Yeah. And um, and saw that and thought it was amazing and thought, oh, I'd like to do one. I reckon I could do one of those. <laughs> and uh, wasn't it the, the uh, was it Tony Early who kept saying you've got yes. to do one? Yes, yeah. so a local man, I taught his son, and uh, he... I remember seeing him one day and we were talking about what we'd like to do and I was talking about triathlon, blah, blah, blah. He was talking about doing something or another, um, keeping fit generally, you know. And then a year later, it was practically a year later, I saw him again. He says, oh, Rianne, how is the triathlon going? And it just made me feel kind of stupid because all I'd done is talk about it and not actually do anything about it. So that day I went home and I entered my first triathlon. And which triathlon was your first triathlon? Well, the one I had entered was the Diva Divas, which is a um, women's only Chester sprint triathlon open water. Because at that point, I didn't realise there were triathlons in a pool. Okay, so th this, the Diva Divas, for people who don't know, is it's run by Chester Triathlon Club, yeah. uh, which put on some really cool events. And it's specifically for women. Yeah, this one in particular. Yeah. Yeah, so well, Diva Divas yeah, is, yeah, yeah, specifically for women. And this is the first event that you decided to have a go at. Yeah, so I'd ended it panicked because it was open water and I'd not done any open water swimming in my life and the thought of it filled me, filled me with dread and fear. What, the, the open water yeah. swimming or the triathlon? Uh, the open water swimming. Um, so anyway, I did train for it. I decided to train. I didn't have many weeks. I think I only had about eight or 12 weeks in order to do this triathlon. So I did some training and my training consisted of five spinning classes a week. <laughs> nice. What year was this, by the way? Oh my I, God, I can't remember. Was it 2004? Or 2005? 2004. Four, it was four, yeah. And uh, running on the treadmill. So I'd never run outside at this point. Uh, I was too embarrassed to run outside. 
And then, why are you looking at me like that? I seem to remember taking you for some runs and going up the hill at Dennis Road and you walk and go, this is fucking killing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that would have been after I'd sort of decided to stop. You know, at that point, I had not run outside because I was just too embarrassed to okay. run. Don't let me call you out on that, but you were too embarrassed to run outside? Yeah. Uh, and what? I don't know what it was, but I was just too embarrassed. No, I, that's fair I enough. didn't want to be seen running outside. Um, yeah. I've seen you run, I can understand why. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my spinning classes, and then obviously I'd swim, and swimming didn't bother me in the pool yeah. at all. Um, yeah, and then as I got closer to the race, I was like panicking, thinking, I can't do an open water swim, this is just, I'm going to have to enter another triathlon with a pool swim to have at least had a go in the pool before doing this open water swimming one. Good, good idea. Yeah. So I entered Mold Triathlon, what was then. It's well, slightly different. And at that time it was run by Wrexham Triathlon yeah. Club, wasn't it? So Julian Hunter, who was, yeah. I think he was the chairman of yeah, Wrexham Triathlon at the time. Yeah. That, that he he kind of headed up and ran a series of races. There was Mold, Danby, Bala. There's another sprint, was it? Chirk. Yeah. Uh, superb, yeah, really, really well attended yeah. series of races. But go, go on. So you um, entered Mould. So I entered Mould, but it was the week before Chester Divas Divas. Right, okay. And, you know, in hindsight, that probably wasn't my best idea. However, <laughs> I did it anyway. Um, luckily for me, though, Chester Tri was also doing uh, Reckies of the Swim course. Okay. So I went to my first open water swim session with them. And did you have a wetsuit? Yeah, I must have on that at that time, but I, I must have bought it like, you know. Because you needed something to wear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the run up to it, must get a wetsuit, so I bought a wetsuit. Can't even remember how, why or when. Um, yeah, and the, we went to this. My I took my mum because I couldn't go on my own. I had to get someone with me, so okay. my mum came with me, and basically they were just swimming downstream. So from one point to another. And where were they swimming? Uh, in, sorry, the River Dee. So they were swimming in the River Dee? Yeah. And they were just swimming downstream? Yeah. So one, from one point to the next. So basically we all met, congregated in this car park somewhere, and then we walked up to where we were going to swim from. Yeah. And there was a little jetty where people were just jumping off, diving in, getting in, and I was sitting there. <laughs> terrified with my feet dangling in the water going taking deep breaths going I can do this I can do this and everyone's saying come on get in get in <laughs> it was just awful before that we'd met with all the girls that were doing this triathlon right and um, this woman was saying right we're all gonna stick together we're only as fast as the slowest person and in my head where I was just thinking no way am I hanging around in that water <laughs> there's no chance so I was the last one in I reckon and possibly one of the first out <laughs> so um, what was it about the prospect of open water swimming that was terrifying you so much just what is in that water like the the wildlife and the plants and just anything that could be in there. Just a hand just, just reaching up and grabbing anything, you, yeah. you And down. my mind does just have a very good vivid imagination. But this water was green. You couldn't see 
your hand in front of your face. You couldn't see anything. That's strange because I've heard so many good things about the River Dee, <laughs> the water quality in there. Especially uh, after last year. I'm not saying anything, but I've heard that it's a really nice uh, uh, kind of water there. And um, so, so you, you got in. I got in. Yeah. Um, and I just swam like fury. I think I swam over about 10 people. Okay. Without any, like, looking back or sorries. Now, if anyone's been in the starting line with Ray, you'll probably know that <laughs> nothing's changed whatsoever <laughs> there. Do you know what I mean? That's not true. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. <laughs> um, well, it's only because of fear. <laughs> there you go. So, um, you, you talk through the race, your first race, and which was mould, wasn't it? Your first it was, race? yeah, it was mould, and you um, came to watch me. At this point, did, did you have a bike? Had you done any no. bike training? Um, only on the spinning machine. Right, okay. So, so I don't remember quite the order of this, but I managed to borrow a bike off Sheila Moore. Do you remember Sheila Moore? Yeah, I know Sheila from Corn Bay Athletics Club. Yeah. She loaned me her racer and the <laughs> the gears were on the... Down tube. Down tube. Yeah, so it's so, a proper old school kind of gear shift. Yeah, yeah, so it meant taking my hand off to try and change the gear and that was quite frightening to begin with. And um, with, with the pedals, were they clipping? Were they toe clips? Were they... See, you know the story well. I had toe clips and I wasn't very good on them. Right, so if, <laughs> if people who've come to cycling in the last 10 years, you probably won't know what toe clips are. But, but prior to the days of like clipping pedals, uh, what you used to do was have a shoe with a little clip on, um, generally, and then you'd have a cage that went over your toe with a leather <coughs> strap and a tensioning kind of a leather strap with a tensioning kind of buckle on it and you in as tightly as you possibly could um, and if you forgot to then lean down and just flick the catch to loosen your foot when you got to traffic lights or or you became stationary basically you would fall off <laughs> or if you ran out of legs going uphill you would fall off um, so yeah so you, you had pedals with uh, clippings and how did you get on yeah not so good so or toe straps I should say um, I, I only loaned it for the time trials I think you borrowed I it borrowed it yeah so yeah. I don't even think that I had practiced on it so you did a couple of time trials on it yeah so somebody suggested I did a few time trials in order to sort of like you know how it felt to go fast in a bike. Um, and I got this bike, Sheila had brought it, and I remember somebody telling me, um, you know, I was, I was worried about the gears. And they said, yeah. well, what gear, let's have a look at the gears. And they said, oh, you're in a really good gear there, just stay in that the whole way round. <laughs> on the big dog and the 11 teeth at the back, sound, that's all you need, go on. So on that first, yeah, first time trial, that's what I did. I just stayed in the same gear so I didn't have to bother changing it. I was uh, on this... And what distance was it? What was the first time trial you did? I'd imagine it was a 10 miler. I think it was... No, it was a 15 miler. So 15 uh, with Row yeah. Cycling Club? Yeah, with Row Cycling Club. Because you came into the finish by the... I remember very clearly coming into the, by the car park and coming, you know, as you say, to a stop and forgetting to unclip and just falling in the middle of the road in front of everyone who now is congregated in the car park having a chat. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. I think uh, the, the, the Rose on Sea time trials have been a really good gateway for many people to yeah, get into were, racing. Yeah, they're good. really good to just yeah. have that feeling and, and get to know the bike. <laughs> and the 15 mile TT route is basically the Flannery triathlon route, excluding the town centre basically. Yeah. 
So it's, it's a good route, isn't it? It's challenging. It is. and it's probably yeah. Well, there's a, that nice big hill, isn't there? And um, in my big gear. <laughs> and you know, what did you think? Having done your first time trial, did you enjoy it? Was it good? Oh yeah, I loved yeah. it. Absolutely loved it. Um, despite everything, loved it. And then yeah, did a couple I think before the race. Okay, cool. So you've done a few time trials. You've swam open water. You've run Begin- up a run up a hill with your husband saying, "I fucking hate this." <laughs> Um, beginning to uh, enjoy um, the cycling and the running and the swimming and I'm not sure in which order whether it was before or after the actual triathlon but I did get a bike do you remember me getting that bike was that the The first bike the first bike off eBay (laughs) tell us about the bike off eBay (laughs) so um, yeah obviously I thought right I need my own bike don't I so not knowing anything even less than I know now about bikes I googled it or whatever. You went on eBay, eBay. I believe. I eBayed <laughs> it and uh, found this wonderful looking bike for only about 250 quid. Thought it was marvellous. Bought it and then he brought it round to the house. He delivered it, he hand delivered it. He hand delivered it. And to be um, fair, it was a perfect fit. Yeah, it? but I wasn't there though, was I? And somebody had mentioned about the size of it and I was like, well, I have no idea what size it is. I've just ordered a bike. Hmm. So when I opened the door after having you deliver, uh, you collect it. I opened the door. It was I, in I the didn't hallway. collect it. Someone yeah. dropped it. Off. You, you were there when he dropped it. Was off. I? Yes. Okay. So it's been many years. But the, the, I in opened essence, the door in and essence, there it was. This giant. The, the story bike. is this bike was a perfect fit for me. <laughs> Reed didn't realise that bikes come in different sizes. So we, we end up with this bike that's a perfect fit for me, and that's actually how I got into it back into cycle I cycled till I was about 15 I think I cycled from the age of probably about 8 to 15 my dad was a keen time trialer um, and runner so I kind of that was my gateway there um, so I started riding again yeah, as a consequence and then I think after that we bought you a little giant didn't we yeah, a little giant a little giant um, but that's a whole other story <laughs> um, so let's go back to the race okay so not knowing quite what to wear because we didn't have we weren't fortunate enough to have you know a thriving club like we have around here at the moment there was a club Conneth I triathlon club but I'd only met a few members of that club at that time so hadn't really been given much advice as to what to wear or what I needed and and the people that I had spoken to had probably only done one or two themselves and didn't actually know very much themselves in order to be able to give me any advice so I stupidly chose to um, swim in my swimsuit. Okay. With no supporting bra. Okay, yeah. Um, and then after the swim, run into the um, transition and put on a t shirt and a pair of cycling shorts and my cycling gloves. <laughs> okay, but no sports bra. <laughs> no sports bra. <laughs> and then when. Man, I wish you had videos back then. Keep going. <laughs> Toddled off on the bike couldn't put my gloves on so I ended up throwing those please um, yeah, yeah it, it, we had all kinds of weathers on that bike ride because yeah. it was we, we went up really steep hill and it's probably because you're out there for so long to be honest probably it? Yeah. it hailed on me at yeah. the top of this steep hill I was freezing cold came back though the, the homeward ride was nice because it was all downhill from memory I might be wrong but um, and then sort of got into transition and went out for a run without a bra. So ended up 
practically holding my boobs the whole way around. <laughs> there we go. So, so this is multi-athlon. Yeah. So, so you did the swim, you did the bike. Yeah. You did the run holding your boobs. Yeah. And uh, what was your feeling after your first triathlon? Um, my initial feeling was that was hell and I'll never do one again. Right, okay. After about five minutes, I thought that was amazing. And I can't wait for my next one. <laughs> oh, superb. That's great. Yeah. So then you went on to the Diva Divas, yeah. which is the open water swim. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, I think because I didn't know very much about training at that point, um, I trained through that week. And obviously after your first race, you're a bit aching. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to be trained. Well, no, I didn't need to train as much as I did. And, and I was quite tired going into that race and stiff. But I enjoyed it all the same. It was nice. Okay. Was it? Was that the year that you kind of killed over no. the finish line? That was another year. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a really good story that we'll save till later. Um, <laughs> I've had okay. lots of. Uh... So, so you you did the first couple of races. Mm. Um, what happened next? Where did you go from there? I think you and I went to Australia for four weeks. We did. We went to Australia. We and that's when you did lots of running with me. That's right. You were, uh, yeah, I'd gone from like playing Sunday league football to be made to run. You don't do that playing Sunday league football. It's like your midfield general or centre defender, defender general. You know, just basically I stood there and didn't do a lot better than kick people if they ran past me. Um, yeah, you That's made right. me run, I remember that. Um, and basically we had a month in Australia yeah. and we were coming back and you were going to do Bala triathlon, yeah. Bala standard distance, which at, at the time was the, the, the marquee Olympic distance race. It was in the northwest. I would say, yeah. not just North Wales. Absolutely, had yeah. really top class um, athletes there. Super fast yeah. guys, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and, and it was girls, always yeah. a qualifier for the world or or the European championship. Yeah, or a British championship or yeah. whatever. Yeah, uh, and it, it was characterised by what could be a lumpy swim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very black water, wasn't it? Yeah, a very fast bike course. I always thought. Yeah. And in the old days, it was a, quite a hilly uh, run. run. Yeah, it was a first really hilly run, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so basically, we came back from Australia. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember you had a very fetching turquoise tri-seat. Oh, nice. Do you remember that turquoise no. and orange? I seem to remember <laughs> You cannot laugh. I can't That's say anything. the things you had to wear. <laughs> I had a two-piece tri-seat, I can't say a word. So, um, yeah, you had that. So, Bala. Um, yeah, I mean, first, I can't remember my ballet from the first time I did first it. first Olympic distance. It was it? my first Olympic distance. You don't remember much about it? Not a lot. I remember very little. I remember you came fourth or fifth. Yeah, I think, yeah, um, I could have. Yeah. This is after a month on the piss around Australia, <laughs> basically. And also, I think, though, yeah. Yeah, on a bike that didn't really fit you. And, and this isn't the other one we bought. We bought this from a, a, a local bike shop in Colwyn Bay. Um and they sold her a bike that didn't really fit. Yeah, it was too, too, I was reaching too far, wasn't I? Yeah. Could be an aerodynamic. <laughs> I don't think By they gave way, me bike um, back. <laughs> so you, you did Bala, and that, and that yeah. was pretty much 2004 wrapped up, wasn't it, your first year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was it, just three in the first year. I don't really count it as... <laughs> it was just dipping your toes in the water, <laughs> yeah, so to speak. It was. Well, what we'll do, we'll just take a little break now because I need another can out of the fridge <laughs> and uh, then we'll come back to it. Okay. Okay, we're just coming back after the little refreshment break. I now have a nice cold 
the glass of Heineken in front of me and we're, we're ready to talk a bit more. So we've got Rianne's first season in triathlon out of the way. It's not really a season, but a little <coughs> dipping the toes in the water. Yeah, that's what I'd call it. Um, and then we move on to 2005. So kind of obviously your uh, interest was peaked. You, you, you enjoyed triathlon. It must have stoked a little bit of a competitive kind of spirit in you. Did it? Or? Yeah, definitely did. And I think just having that experience in Bala where I came fifth and there were other people there and I started researching a little bit more about triathlon going on the web, the British triathlon website and things like that. Um, and finding out that there was a British sort of triathlon series almost um, where you could, well, it was the age group things. So, so the age group ranking, uh, and again, for people who don't know so much about this, basically... The beautiful thing about triathlon, I think, and I, I don't know if you agree, is that you race in five-year age bands. Yeah. Generally. I think in Welsh triathlon, it's 10-year age bands, generally. But in British and international triathlon, you, you race in 20 to 24, 25 to 29, 30 to 34, and so on. Yeah, and this was, like, that baller race was my first experience of that, even in any sport, so... You know, I know now that they do that in running and they do that in cycling as well and stuff. But at that point, my only experience had been swimming, racing competitively. So, I, and I knew there was nothing out there like that for swimming at that point. At that point. And, and I think even now, I think triathlon is probably the leading light in age group style yeah. racing, I would say, because it's the norm, isn't it, everyone? Yeah. Well, there was swimming. There were master swimming, but around in the North Wales, there wasn't master swimming. Right, okay. So it was still, it was there, and I didn't know quite much about it anyway. Um, so yeah, it did give me a little bit of a competitive feeling because I know that I may have came fourth or fifth, but in my age group, I think I came higher up, like first or second even. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it was all a little bit confusing. What on earth is going on? But that did give me a little bit of a competitiveness to think well hang on a sec what else what could I do what else could I do what what else is out there so there was um age group races there was a bit of a series I think but there was an age group races for British championships and things like that so at, at this point I knew nothing of um you know European and um, proper age group, international age group, age group racing yeah. but you saw that there was a path for you to go and race and be competitive. Yeah, so um, there was a sprint British Championships and there was the standard British Championships and other races out there. So we went and did Shropshire Triathlon, which was your first triathlon ever, wasn't it? Yeah, it was my first open water swim ever. <laughs> that was in June, I Do you think. Remember? I don't know if you remember, I had my own personal canoeist yeah. me around while I breaststrokes <laughs> my way around this, this, this duck ship filled pond. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, such happy days. Um, <laughs> remember. It was actually quite nice swim because the water so was warm. warm. Yeah, because all the duck shit. Um, it, it was squishy in the foot, but it was really warm. <laughs> well, it was after coming from like North Wales. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't swum open water at that point, but perhaps, you know, uh, comparing it looking now, looking back. Yeah. Um, so we did Shropshire, and uh, at Shropshire, yeah quite a good race I seem to remember yeah I think so I mean I can't remember exactly what but I, I won a prize like I was top three in my age group whatever that was yeah um, yeah and I saw <laughs> the one that we, the, the woman that won it 
yeah. was an older woman and she whooped everyone's ass. Yeah, she, she, she's really on fire. Really and, and we've been racking our brains trying to remember her uh, name and hopefully I can put this as a postscript for this yeah. podcast. And I, but she was awesome at the time. She yeah. was probably early 40s, I think, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she was going in and whipping everyone. I'm not going to say this. She was younger than you are now. But, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but she was awesome, wasn't she? She was remember? awesome, yeah. yeah. She was a really good I was athlete. amazed. Uh, but she, came, she cropped up in a few of my races, and one of them was the, um, the British Championships. That was the in Redditch. In Redditch, yeah. And again, not... It's quite nice going in naively and not knowing who your competitors are. Um, but I remember coming, I got a drafting um, fine on yeah, this race, yeah. two minute drafting fine. Um, I didn't even know what drafting was. I was so <laughs> naive to it all, I had no idea. So educate yourselves, stay 10 <laughs> metres clear of the wheel in front of you. And I remember there was all of us grouped together and we weren't exactly drafting when I look back because we were probably not very good at it um but you know people would fly past us fly fly away and then i'd catch them up and then i'd go past them and then but basically you weren't maintaining the no, proper space no, and that's what that's why you got a time penalty. oh yeah yeah oh no so, i'm not i'm not but, denying it so let's but as i was coming into right. transition we were all grouped together and this girl who you know the older girl, whatever. Who, who wins is. everything, whose um, name we will recap later. It's getting in my way. <laughs> I, I remember told this. Her so. <laughs> you said, Get out my way, lady. I seem to remember. <laughs> yeah, and it Very. wasn't until afterwards I thought, Oh my God. She whooped me, I think. So let's move back to Shropshire. So you've done Shropshire. I can't be sorry. Splitting. You've done Shropshire triathlon. You yeah. place well in your age group. Yeah. Uh, and what was the consequence of that? Do you, do you remember? No. You don't remember at all, do you? I do. Oh. Um, and you said to me, there's this thing called the World Championships and we can go to Hawaii because I've qualified for them. You'd obviously well, is that the qualification? Yeah, yeah. You'd obviously it? must have paid your money to... Because you, you have to pay like a, yeah. a fee beforehand to do it. So you must have backed yourself. <laughs> You cocky bitch. <laughs> yeah. Was it from that, was it? Yeah, yeah, but it was from Shropshire, yeah. Oh, I didn't realise. And uh, So I'd qualified. You qualified, and I was like, holiday to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh my God, so it was Shropshire, I caught right, yeah. okay, yeah. So, so that year, um, early on, we, we did Shropshire. Yeah. I say we, oh yeah, we did, did Shropshire. You did Redditch. Yeah. Um, There's a few others. A few, I can't really remember. That was the year I think we did the first fourth. Oh my goodness. That was the Scottish Championships. Oh yeah. Um, and, and basically you catch a ferry across the Firth of Forth over to Queen's Ferry and you swim back. They, they close the shipping channel for an yeah. hour at high tide. And um, I can say with all certainty it's the most horrific swim of my entire life. <laughs> it was horrific. It was a bad swim. It was freezing cold for a start. Yeah, really and we cold. hung out in that water for a very long yeah. time. Yeah, they, they, dro they dropped us out the ferry, put us in the water, and we had to wait for about 20 minutes yeah. to, to get the clearance to cross the, the, the... With big jellyfish that stung quite a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, they did, yeah. Including myself. Everyone, I think. That was quite grim. But we did the Scottish Championships, and I remember, I, I don't know if anyone remembers, there's a... Uh, a former Ironman pro called Scott Nayadi who was there and 
uh, I, I seem to be, he was on the podium. I can't remember where you came. I came third. You came third, yeah. and I think he was similar kind of position yeah. at the time. This was before he broke big and uh, became. The, the, at one point, he was like the leading Ironman. In and the two ahead of me were both elite um, female triathletes as well. The one being like the the best Scottish oh. triath uh, triathlete. Fiona Cat. Catriona, Catriona, yeah. Catriona Morrison, was it, I think. Was it Catriona Morrison or maybe it was another? Again, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. probably have to edit oh, this later. Cause Poor we're, with our memories. We've done this absolutely off the bat. Um, <laughs> Do some research next time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we, we did some pretty yeah, cool domestic yeah. races. Some yeah, quite absolutely. iconic ones, actually, you In look fact, back. that was your best win, that race, by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won an Orca Predator wetsuit. <laughs> but there's a raffle afterwards and... Uh, First person drawn wasn't there, and then it's my name. Do you mean my best win, by the way? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it was a good wetsuit. <laughs> it was a good wetsuit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest, it was a bit like putting Pirelli tyres on, like a, <laughs> I don't know, like a Ford Fiesta or something, I don't know. Um, but that's beside the point. Yeah. So we went from there, and then we flew out to Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. yeah, that was... So, so this is your first taste of British age group racing. Yeah. What were your feelings, you, you know, that you'd made the age group team? What, what were your thoughts on it? Oh, I, was, I was made up to have made the team, but I just thought, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was made up, I'm kind of shocked. That you made the that team. That I'd made the team. And I thought, well, that was easy compared to trying to get into the world team. <laughs> <laughs> That's a recurring thing, really. no, I'm joking. And... Um, at the time, you had like your first sponsor, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah. Do, do you remember Athlete's Feet uh, from Rutherland? From yeah, Rutherland, yeah. Yeah. And they were superb. They were the absolutely cracking kind of... Couple that ran a shop. Ran this little... It was a little industrial unit yeah. in Rutherland. And they, they just helped people who are doing well in sport. And uh, it was before the age of social media and oh, all this. Yeah. Bigging yourself up and... You know, they were just genuinely helpful people and uh, they were Yeah, awesome. lovely couple. Yeah. Um, they gave us the bike bag to go over. Like bags, kit and yeah. all sorts. You know, they, they were really nice. Brilliant, yeah. Gosh, so, yeah. So we got out to Hawaii and it was the standard distance. Yeah. So 1,500 metre swim, 40k bike, uh, 10k run. Yes. Quite warm out it there. Was, it remember? was very humid, if you remember. Yeah, really humid. Really warm, very humid. And, and it was we cool. had gone out for a 10-day, I think, um, ten day trip. trip. Yeah. And the race was right at the end, like on day eight or something. What so. a mistake it to make <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, this, this was our big learning curve, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, because my main hobby then <laughs> was you know, partying, really, and being in Hawaii in lockdown. You know, you think you've got lockdown now. <laughs> Imagine going there with your messes who's bloody racing at the end of the 10 days. Didn't do a tap for eight days. Days nine and ten, needless to say, were very, very, very messy. So, um, okay, so it's open water swim? Yeah. In the sea? In the sea where there was threat of sharks. So this was my favourite part of the race, obviously. Just off Waikiki Beach? Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was beautiful, wasn't it? Ah, it was nice. Yeah, yeah um, the sea was really clear and very warm as well. So how did the swim go? Uh, not so great. No, you're not very good. No. 
No, I didn't, because I'd been winning. If I was, all my other races up until that point, though, hadn't I been doing... I think you first out the water. First out the water, and I wasn't on this one. You shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you get out the water, you get on the bike? Um, I think I'll shit on the bike as well. Shot on the bike and yeah. the, then the run. Now the, the run involved a little bit of counting, didn't it? Because it was a laps run. It did. Yeah. How many laps? Can you remember that? No, two. No, you three. Couldn't, yeah, you couldn't remember that. So it was a three lap run. <laughs> and um, what I went, went out wrong? For four. Yeah, you started. You, you did four laps, or I went, well, I went three, out for four. Three, three and a quarter laps. Yeah. Also. And then yeah. I realised my mistake, but I was at this point very. Um, dehydrated and a little bit delirious and I was looking around and telling people where do I go or asking people where do I go and they were leading me on for another lap and I was like I've done all my laps very dramatic yes she can do that but what I'll do I'll just very briefly recap the story from a spectator's point of view (laughs) waiting thinking right she's come around on the third lap now not seeing anything not seeing anything not seeing anything and actually I didn't see it finish but then later, when you watch like the, the, the video feed of the finish line, all you see is this little blonde-haired person kind of vaulting over the <laughs> barriers, because she obviously realised that she'd Got gone too far. far, cut across some parkland, jumped over the barriers into the finish straight, and then finished. <laughs> uh, and I think you were 46 or something. Yeah, it was. Quite impressive. Um, <laughs> but prob- I... pr- probably the highlight of the, the, the trip, I suppose. <laughs> No, not at all, Simon. That's better, because I proposed <laughs> to us straight after the race. So, uh, <laughs> you were going to propose straight after the race, but I was so dehydrated and just grumpy and needed to go and sleep. Yeah, and, and really that should have been important of what was to come. But either way, um, th- that was Hawaii in 2005 out the way. So then we move on to 2006. Oh, yeah. So at Hawaii 2005, I was quite... Um, overwhelmed by everything I think and um, I got talking to a lot of other age groupers who all had coaches um, and at that point I didn't have a coach so I was like well if I want to do better I think I need to have a coach so I researched and sort of looked into finding a coach but I was quite fortunate because I knew there was, do you remember Zach Larriman? He was yeah. sponsoring me at the time as well. I was yeah. like a free physio and everything. He was really good. Uh, we'll, we'll just say, I'll, I'll just yeah. say a few Thank words you. about Zach. I mean, Zach's an incredible guy. He's based over in Ross Niger now. Yeah. Um, he's a bit of a free spirit. He likes to go traveling the world and doing various things. Uh, he's been a cycle courier. He's a, a, a mm. top notch. He was the Welsh cycling uh, sw- swanee, wasn't he, Sonia? Yeah. Um, he's, he's an osteopath educator and w- one of the, m- the, the most talented people I've ever met in terms of getting his hands on to people and dealing with injuries and sports issues. He's a really cool guy. Yeah. Um, and he helped you out quite a he lot. He did, quite a lot, because yeah. I had a few injuries, I think, from just overdoing the training. Yeah. Uh, uh, I didn't quite know what I was doing. And possibly having that swimmer's long reserve and going into... Yeah. Different sports and, and pushing your body. In the same way I was pushing my body in the swimming. Yeah. Which isn't the right way. No, but, but either, either way. Yeah. Um, so, so, so did, Zach. Yeah, so he did really good for me. And he, he had quite a lot of contacts, as you know. And he put me in touch with this guy um, who was living... Um, he was at Kelly College. Yeah. And he, um, wasn't he from Anglesey, I think? Yeah, he may have been from Anglesey. He was around that area, wasn't he? And then he 
I went for a swim with him one day. Yeah, Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips, yeah. yeah. Who's now, is he still with? He's a Dr. Tom Phillips now. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's a doctor. Is he still with Vicky? Vicky, no. No, you, you're thinking of someone different. <laughs> okay, my memory's not very good. Just stay on topic, I'll direct <laughs> you to what you need to say, okay? okay. Right, go. Um, so, yeah, I went for a swim with him. Um, By the way, you're thinking Reese Davey, who's yeah, with Vicky Holland, yeah. yeah. Right, go. Um, and he was telling me about his coaches that he had in Kelly College and that um, one of them does remote coaching like over the internet and stuff. And so he gave me his number and that was Rich Brady. So I contacted Rich Brady who then said, mm, I don't really like to do that kind of thing, but let's meet up because we're from Wales and he's got a little bit soft spot for Wales, hasn't he? Yeah, well, Sean, his wife is yeah. from... Uh, Church Village, which incidentally is where you were born. It is, yeah, yeah exactly. Quite a coincidence. Yeah. So we met up, didn't we? And he wa- and we wanted him to coach both of us. Yeah, absolutely. So he, we met up. We did a bit of swimming, so we could see a swim. We did a little run around a field. Went for coffee, and he said he'd coach us. Yeah, this is in Shrewsbury. I, I think he just saw potential for Rihanna and easy money from me. I think, but go on. <laughs> So, so we get a coach. Or, yeah, yeah. So um, I kind of we we landed on our feet with him really because he was coaching at the time Flora Duffy. Yeah. The world champion. Yeah, world champion from Bermuda. From Bermuda and um, Sam Herridge, who was also a really good triathlete at yeah, the she, time. She won Windsor, I think. Yeah, Windsor yeah. triathlon. Yeah. She's and she she went to the Commonwealth for. Guernsey, yeah, yeah, top so, notch. You know, she was pretty and good. Kent Richardson again, Commonwealth for Bermuda and the yeah. Guy on his roster, I think. And Rhys Davey. Rhys Davey, who, I mean, talented guy, he's, uh, his biggest claim to triathlon fame now is the it's fact that he's the partner of bronze medalist Vicky <laughs> Holland, isn't it? That's it. But still, you've got to have talent to do that. Absolutely. So, and his talent was being good looking and doing triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> so we went on a few trips with them, didn't we? Um, training. Yeah, we and did some training. And our first training, I remember very clearly, we went to um, Font Rameau. Yeah, up in the Pyrenees. Up in the Pyrenees. And I'd said to Rocky, right, we're going on a training camp for two weeks in this place. And he was like, uh, you are joking me. Yeah. I mean, not. for me, at that point, holiday was beer, sun, beer. sun, beer. And the thought of going on a training camp just filled you with like Ugh. disgust, Ugh. I think, more yeah, than anything else. So I dragged you along to this training camp and this, this was quite an amusing training camp because it was literally, we, we weren't allowed in the same bedroom. We had a prison little, cell. It was a prison cell. It was like a monastery, wasn't it? You had um, a shower at the end, a shower cubicle thing at the end of the bed. Yeah. And you had a little space for you to sort of get in and out of and that was it that was it much. yeah it's fantastic I had the whole two weeks being left alone it was good um, <laughs> but yeah we, we, we did the camp she got Rich the coach so Rich Brady's yeah. your coach now yeah. um, so you got a season to attack and to I did at. I had a bit of a poor start with him though because um, I, I was coughing do you remember lots yeah coughing the, the, the cough the cough not, not the not Covid corona, cough no <laughs> But yeah, um, you had a cough. Yeah, and I kept coughing. You were, you kept saying, will you go and have that scene too, please? Because you sound like you're smoking 50 a day or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I did go and have it looked at and basically had asthma and uh, exercise-induced asthma. So 
was on a pump. Yeah. Well, I think leading into that, obviously you started with Rich and then yeah. you're doing some races and you kept collapsing at races. Didn't yeah, yeah. And partly what that. happened was that um, you were diagnosed with sports-induced asthma, so you you were pushing yourself hard and then your lungs would stop functioning as they should. <laughs> And, and then it's a bit like taking the petrol out of the car, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I had a fair few collapsing yeah. moments. <laughs> we, we can we can talk about those on another like Reese collapsing moments podcast, perhaps. <laughs> I'm sure, it'd be thrilling. Yeah, and, uh, we can have the top ten. <laughs> yeah, no, enough of that. So to start with, a bit of a shaky start. Yeah. And I, I think for you, it was a bit of a change, wasn't it? You, you were expecting. I think we both were, to be honest. Yeah to be pushed to our absolute limits with the training. Yeah. And also we've got this coach who's telling us to go easy. And yeah, to... a lot of it was, wasn't it, to begin yeah. with, and we, we couldn't understand it, and we, we, we didn't have that complete faith in him that he was giving not, us not at that point. what we wanted. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, well, like, I did okay in races, didn't I? And then we went, I got I qualified for the um, world champs again, which was in Lausanne. Absolutely. Well, I think you were doing well in races. I mean, obviously, I think you were starting to get some wins that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you, you know, certainly but podiums and wins. You, you you were still feeling that you weren't getting pushed hard enough, but... You yeah, but you, I think you, it was the asthma that was um, holding kind you of back. Holding, so yeah. I didn't, that year in the run-up, my races weren't great. It was the year before I actually won quite a few. Okay. Um, <laughs> Oddly enough. Yeah. We get... But either way, I think. Um, so you go to Lausanne. Yeah. Right, so um, to Lausanne again, it was an Olympic distance. It was the World Championships. Yeah, uh, it was. Lake Swim. Yeah. Quite a lumpy bike course from memory. Yeah, it had a big hill in the middle of it, I think, more yeah. than anything. And, and um, it, was, it was a lapped course. The run was flat. Yeah, it was yeah. fairly flat. So... Um, Let's talk yeah, this no, because I'd had poor races in the run-up to that, so I wasn't expecting very much. Okay, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go with this, I will agree with that. Yeah, okay. and um, I thought, well, this, you know, this is, I was feeling confident, to be fair, and I think in maybe in the couple of races before that I'd perhaps done better, and I thought, okay, maybe the training is working. So and I in think my to, head I was a bit more... To, to be fair as well, you've been diagnosed with asthma, you've been prescribed... Um, the, the, the correct kind of medical intervention to help with that. Yeah. Um, and you were ready to go. So um, we're in Lausanne. Yeah. Lake swim, crystal clear lake from memory. Yeah, and actually it wasn't bad swimming in that lake. I think that was the first time that I actually enjoyed swimming in the you lake. You see, and it was the 30-34 category. Mm. Boom, the gun goes. What happens? I had a really good swim. Really good. Yeah. So, I just got clear water straight away, and I just seemed to. I went off and I was think, I was kept looking behind me thinking, where is everyone? <laughs> <laughs> I got out of the swim, ran into transition and you were there going absolutely off your head, shaking the Welsh flag, cheering. And Union Jack, I think it was oh, the was GB it? stuff. It yeah. Was, yeah. And standing right by where my bike was so that I knew where to go because yeah, the course transition we were, was huge. Yeah, it was a mile long transition. Yeah, it? it was huge. So uh, you, you had an amazing swim. Yeah. Uh, I think, I well, in, just from the spectator's point of view, you're over a minute clear on the swim, yeah. coming out of the, the swim. Onto the bike? Yeah, so um, I felt strong on the bike and I did good on the bike, obviously, but then like one girl passed me and I couldn't 
she was she passed me and I couldn't have you couldn't respond to that too strong yeah. yeah and that that happens doesn't it you know yeah. these people who are really just, strong yeah um and then there was another girl who um because I came I was running with her so she must have come was she from Denmark I think so you, you no, both the came Denmark was first and right. the she the other one was New Zealand she was Kiwi girl Kiwi, yeah. yeah and you both came in around the same Similar time, time. so I think she must have just caught me as we were um coming into transition yeah. so we went out together and for the very first time in my entire life I felt like a runner because we ran together like head for head you know yeah and I felt like if she goes I can respond it was such a nice feeling just yeah. it was a real like one then me then her then me then her then me um and then towards the end just at the end really she did a kick and off she went and uh, she crossed the line before me so uh, again, from the spectator's point of view, at this point, an Argentinian girl had come in off the bike first, and we were just like, she was flying, she was way ahead of everyone, <laughs> way, way ahead of everyone. Um, and at the point when we crossed the line on the run, we thought she was fourth. It then transpires that the Argentinian girl had missed the lap out on <laughs> yeah. the bike. Yeah. Um, so and I'd come third and I was yeah, so, so made up. So it's a bronze medal in the World yeah. Championships. It was the best feeling. Like the girl, When I crossed the line, the Kiwi hugged me and said, well done. And she said, I think I've come second and you've come third. And we just didn't believe it because we saw the results and I was in fourth. But So I said, oh, she must have made it up. She may have made, you know, got a mistake, whatever. So we kind of went off, didn't we? And uh, got ourselves ready for the presentation evening because yeah. everyone was invited to because oh, there was drink on offer there yeah. was free drink on offer I think yeah yeah <laughs> lots of free yeah. wine on the tables oh it was and great. it was actually an amazing experience because Tim Don won his uh, he was world champion yeah his race uh, and, and the you... beautiful thing about that was uh, Tim Don had won the junior world championships obviously many years ago at Lausanne yeah. And then he came back as an adult and he yeah. won the, the grown-up, the, 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 grown <laughs> the adult world championship. <laughs> and he won it by a great... Uh, he absolutely spanked it. He, I think he beat Bevan Doherty from New Zealand into second place. And we were standing roadside with oh, about yeah. a kilometre to go. He was celebrating. We were going batshit crazy. The whole like GB amazing. team had invaded the course. <laughs> he was high-fiving us and yeah. there's a lot of us going... Keep running, yeah, keep running. We, were, we didn't know how far back <laughs> yeah. the other person was, but they were so far back. Yeah, he, he absolutely spanked yeah, it. And, just... and I think that's, for me, I don't know about oh, you, yeah. it's one of my favourite sporting moments. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. And whilst we were stood there, Emma Snowshill, who had won the women's, and a couple of other elites were like standing on lampposts right next to where we were as well. Because they love the sport. Yeah. And that's ace. And, yeah. you know, and, uh, it was amazing. But actually on the evening, because it was uh, the evening presentations was on for everyone, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And when Tim Don went up to get his medal, he did a little thankful thanks thank you speech, didn't he? To all the age groupers. To all the age groupers and all his supporters and saying that basically he couldn't do it without us. And yeah, it was uh, an amazing what a cracking speech, guy. really lovely. Uh, and he was a lovely guy in terms of spending time with everyone, having a drink yeah. with everyone, skinny dipping and everything <laughs> on it after. It was, uh, it was great. Really um, good. What a memory that was, yeah. So, so that's pretty much 2006. That was yeah. pretty cool, wasn't it? So it was. we move on to 2007 now. So all of a sudden you've got a coach. Yeah. You've had some pretty decent success, I would say. Uh, yeah. In my you, first you know, year, proper first year. Your first year. Of having a coach. So, so we're going into racing now and all of a sudden 
you getting some like pretty good results, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, um, some really good ra races. I did like the whole age group thing for a couple of years, didn't I? Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, you did for quite a few years, but yeah. I mean, just the races in 2007, uh, any races stick out in your mind or not, or just is it all? Well, it all blows into one, and I can never really remember what year which one was. Yeah, like in, in the years to follow, Milton Keynes was one that really stands oh. in my mind. Milton Keynes was 2007. Was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. That was an amazing race, but not, not just because of the race and the whole situation, but it was chucking it down, wasn't it? And yeah. we, Rocky and I were camping in a tent in a field right on the site. And we got called about half ten at night to get out of there. Get the hell out of here. The riverbank's going to flood. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we had to pack everything away. And then threw everything into the back of the van. We That's where we slept. We slept in the back of the van by a public toilet. In the back <laughs> of the van. Tamping down rain all night. So we had an awful night's sleep. And we were just thinking, this is going to be one shit that day. And it turned out to be like the best race. Everything went perfectly but 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 let's ju just rewind so we, so we had the bad night's sleep but i think at that time leading into that race you were doubting yourself all the time you, you go into these races and you just go oh, i'm gonna be crap this is gonna be rubbish blah 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 and i remember having a conversation with you just saying look if this is how it's going to be on race day we need to pack this in because this isn't what it should be about so what changed what made you kind of say right i need to recalibrate refocus my mindset and overcome anxiety or fear on the start line. Yeah, well, there's a lot of factors that I, that I did that year that helped me with that, though. Go on. So, um, the one thing was that I went to see a, a sports psychologist. Yeah. Um, I had a fair few, maybe three years running, I had different ones. But one guy in particular who used to be a sports psychologist for an American hockey team, um, was just amazing and he helped uh, and what was me. it that he said that resonated and what was it that, that you know obviously it's a big picture but yeah. what was it that really fixed things for you he I think with me my my thoughts are very jumbled in my mind and um, so he helped me file things so keep them really clear and tidy in my mind which helped because then you take away the crap the bits that you don't yeah. need um, and he also encouraged me to just think about what I can do. So don't worry, it's, not, it's trying not to worry about anyone else and just thinking about, you know, the things that I can actually do to, um, and control. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to look after things and think about things that you can control yeah. and not concern yourself with, with other, other people's. People. Because that was my absolute... Um, problem was that I was worried about other people and what they looked like or you know because they look fitter than I did or you know they must be training more than I did am or you know and that so I was fixed on exterior things that had nothing to do with how I could race so um yeah he kind of made me really focus in on what I could do really right and what I should control and then later on oddly enough um, I did mindfulness in school, so which helped additionally. <laughs> it did. It really yeah. did. Um, and that that what that did because I remember that conversation you and I had. And yeah. it, I, I was panicking three days before going, I, or we were 
going the next day and I was packing my bag and I was almost having like an asthma attack because I was worrying about things so much. And I remember that conversation because I was in a grumpy mood and really... Oh, you were an arsehole to be Yeah, I was. I I got to admit I was. And you said that to me and I remember it clearly. And um, I think... I forgot what I was going to do with that. I don't know, but you're obviously being an arsehole to yeah, be I was being an arsehole. You've been thinking about what I said and you decided... Oh, yeah, so the the mindfulness, what that actually did for me was it it made me more aware of the triggers. So right. the things, you know, the mind the mind goes without you really sort of being conscious of it. So And then all of a sudden, those thoughts are building up into this big snowball, say. And all of a sudden, that snowball's hitting you and that's when the panic is coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the mindfulness made me aware of those thoughts. And do you feel that that had a direct impact yeah. upon your performance? I did absolutely. Yeah. Because I would, if I if I thought, oh God, I, I wonder if so and so's there on that race, right? Well, what does it matter who whether that person yeah. is there? But if I thought that, I could feel my heart beat quicker, or you know, so not. If I did, wasn't aware of that thought, I'd let that snowball. But being aware of that thought, I thought, all right, okay, I've noticed now that, that I'm thinking of that. I don't need to think about her because what does it matter if she's not, if she's there? It won't, it won't affect my racing. So I let it go. And then it didn't build into something that was massive and, you know, non-logical. No, no, no I think that's, that's fair. And it's uh, a postscript to, to that race. Um, just moving back from yeah, yeah. thing Milton Keynes, it was the, yeah. the the big cow, yeah, whatever it was called. Um, you won that, I did, and you absolutely stormed it. I, did. I think it was a sub two hour. It was one fifty eight. One fifty eight yeah. for Olympic distance, which is just like they did shorten the run slightly. Yeah, it was a nine point six k. Yeah, run, but the, that's only you know, yeah, yeah. You know, it's two minutes. The, the guy minute, sorry, on minute the running. Mike at the end when I crossed the line I don't think he believed that I had won I'd finished he was like you know talking to me as if I should be still out there (laughs) yeah he wasn't quite sure well I mean let's be honest we were from we're from the backwater aren't we (laughs) going down to the metropolis of Milton Keynes there's some kind of quite well-known athletes there and yeah uh, but basically shredded the field I think I did I still it was it was one of of those races races, yeah It, it was I mean, it was a super fast course, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, you know, it really suited someone who could get aero and just... Yeah, time trial yeah, type time trial. course, definitely. Uh, and that was a great race. Yeah. So, so Milton Keynes 2007, definitely a highlight. Yeah, definitely. I think we went to Hamburg that year for age group racing. Yeah. Came fourth. fourth. Yeah, I was slightly annoyed at that. But I did have a bit of an injury going into it, I think, with my knee. Yeah, I think you had knee troubles. I think um, you're making excuses. I am. You were shit that year, it right? Was, 2007. It? <laughs> no, no, it, it didn't quite happen. I, I think you, you kind of choked in the swim. I seem to remember. And uh, yeah, and I'm not sure if was Mil- was Milton Keynes after that or before. I don't know. I can't remember. No, doesn't matter. Uh, so we went from there into 2008. And by the way, you'd won the Welsh Championship. We, we've got this. <laughs> you, you'd been the Welsh champion over sprint and Olympic distance for a couple of years. Then yeah, we went into 2008. I think you definitely did. Gave middle distance a blast. It wasn't quite... Oh, no, actually. Did you do Bala that year, then? 2008. I won Bala. Middle yeah. distance. Yeah, you won Bala middle. We went out to Antwerp for the Antwerp uh, 70.3. Yeah. 
Did you win that? No, I was in the elite category and You're I came 10th. Really? Ah, oh, we'll fucking add it up. Oh, no, or did I come 6th? Or 5th, even? Uh, anyway, let's just... Right, have a... Okay, so we're just carrying on now. We just have to have a little break, um, a comfort break for me. Uh, so, so we did Antwerp 70.3 and this was your first bash in the uh, pro ranks. Yeah. You were still teaching at the time, you were still a teacher. And you did a few more pro races that year? Yeah, d- didn't I do the British series that year? But you did Windsor Triathlon, yeah. which at, at that point was quite a big deal, still in the British scene, wasn't it? Yeah, but the British Elite Series. Yeah, you did the British Elite Series that year. Yeah. I uh, came, in Windsor, I came fifth, I think. You were fifth, you were in the break with uh, Andrea Whitcomb. I was. Was it you, Andrea Whitcomb? Was Sam up in the break, I think, Sam Harris? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other two were in there. Either way, you came yeah. fifth. So you came fifth in Windsor, you did Blenheim Triathlon. I did, yeah. Yeah, there was, was uh, really there was non-Stanford racing, yeah. Flora Duffy. Yeah. Um, oh. There was in there. No, but we raced her in uh, Porthcore. Um, Jodie Stimpson was racing, I think. Oh, yeah, I think she won that year. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was the next year, the following year. She uh, was, yeah. But there, there was a good field. So you did Blenheim, you did... Um, Blenheim, Windsor, uh, Strathclyde. Strathclyde, yeah. Super remember, Sprint. Super Sprint, do you remember that? Yeah, with the relay. Jazz making you do 20 sprint starts the day before. Yeah, that really helped. <laughs> um, but... Basically, you had a little dabble at the uh, the pro scene. You, you, you did quite well, I think, really, for school uh, teacher. You know? Yeah, and I yeah. was older than them all as well, I think. Yeah. I, I think that was the, the big thing there, wasn't it? Like, Non was probably about 18 or 19. Mm. Flora was 18, yeah. wasn't she, I think? Yeah. Um, you know, so you were 30 when you came into the sport. Yeah. Yeah. So, so even then, you were like the old lady, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah. But it was exciting times to be amongst all those kind of people that actually you know if you think about that generation there you've got non stanford world champion you've got flora uh, duffy Duffy, multiple multiple helen jenkins multiple world champion yeah she's who um and i think vanessa raw was racing as well i think at that point yeah and vicky holland holland yeah and Jodie Stimpson. So bronze medalist. Uh, Jodie's Commonwealth medalist. Yeah. So it was a, there was a good field, wasn't it? There, there was. There was a really good field uh, there. So, so you had a little dabble in the London pro scene. Well. Uh, yeah, London Triathlon. I can't remember where you came. Tenth. Tenth. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> You've got to say it's, it is, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You're a bit shit. Yeah, you've, I, I seem to remember the photos. You're a bit porky in them. <laughs> 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 no, no offence love but oh um, my god thanks hun nah, it's alright I, I think it's just you know you have to be honest don't you uh, <laughs> so um, so that was 2008 you had you dipped your toes in the pro circuit oh um, Alanya as well you went and did the, the, the European Cup yeah that was a lot of fun wasn't it oh uh, yeah that was in Turkey so that was uh, really but, hot yeah, basically, it was raced on the pro circuit for GB. Yeah. I mean, it's a land, it's like the end of season, so yeah, you get a lot of under-23s and stuff in there as well, don't you? But yeah. it's still a pretty decent field, isn't it? It was great. We went in a boat. They dropped us off, didn't they, into the water? Yeah, yeah, dive and in. And to swim back. 
Yeah. That was good fun. And it was really beautiful water, actually. It was really clear. Lovely clear water. Warm, and good race, I think. You had a top sea. 10 layer as well, didn't you, I think? Yeah. Was, yeah. And then on the bike, it was quite good. The, the We sort of had two groups, and I managed to get up to the other group from That's my it. group. Yeah, so you tapped and crossed over to yeah. the lead group. That was quite yeah. nice, and they yeah. got absolutely dropped on the run. <laughs> That's what comes with attacking across and over to the league, isn't it? <laughs> learned a lesson there, didn't you? <laughs> it's all learning curve. Maybe you learned yeah. a lesson. Yeah. Where was it when you, you, it was one of those races, and you had someone just like on shoulder the whole way, and you kept trying to string them out, and then they just jumped you on the finish line, and it's like, why didn't you just sit on their shoulder? Yeah, what was that, then? That yeah. could have been or Windsor. Yeah, was it Windsor? Yeah, I think it was winter. Oh, that's when they took you off in the wheelchair as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bit like Little Britain, if anyone's watched that. It's bloody embarrassing. Uh, but that, there you go. So that was the, the, the little dabble. So at that point, was yeah. there any part you thought, ah, do you know what? I can, I should race pro. Or It's funny, isn't it? Because some of the people that I was racing did decide to race pro. And yeah had you know have had a really successful career out of it but I think at the age I was you know yeah I did think it'd be nice if I could do it but probably wouldn't have been able to have you know got any money from it <laughs> yeah I, I think the reality is isn't it unless you're a, a, a top a regular top five athlete yeah. on the pro circuit you don't make much of a living no. do you? and you compare that to a, a teacher's wage at that point whereby you've been teaching for 10 years yeah yeah, I think had I found triathlon maybe five years earlier, then I'd have probably considered it. For example, like we forgot to mention when we were in Lausanne, who won that one? Oh, overall? Chrissy Wellington. Chrissy yeah. Wellington. So, so she won outright. You yeah. were you were tenth overall outright, weren't you? Yeah. That year, I think. I think it was even less than that, seventh or something. I think. There you go. But she won outright. Decided to go pro that year. Yeah. She and did. look at her. Wow. You know what yeah. a career she had. She had a stellar, yeah. stellar career. But she had, you know, she's got a lot of talent there. Yeah, very, very talented yeah. person. Yeah, very. Um, so, so yeah, um, so you, you could have maybe had a bash and struggle, but at that point, good career. Yeah, so what's the point? <clears throat> absolutely. And what I did experience there was just fun. It was great. It was really nice. Really I enjoyed it. Should be what it's about. Yeah, maybe. I'm proud of what I did yeah. achieve. So, so then... You know. So that was 2008, you did Hamburg, 2009, again, Vancouver, Vancouver. you, you had a, a lovely winning streak again, and then we went out to Vancouver very early June for World Age Group Champs, you were doing yeah. the standard, I was doing the sprint. Yeah. Um, Vancouver. I came fourth there as well. You came fourth there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the whole place, I just I wasn't enamoured with it, so I, it messed with my your mind. Uh, would you say, uh, you know, like, in order to race well, your mind has to be settled, it has to be yeah, happy? Yeah, I, I totally think. My mind is really strong and it can be beneficially strong or it can be detrimentally strong, you know, in another way. And uh, yeah, it definitely affects the way in which I perform anyway. And I think, you know, when you think about all these elite athletes, they're all training really hard, they're all dedicated, they're all. Talented athletes. Talented. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the thing that makes them better than the next person, I reckon, is their mental strength and their belief in themselves. Yeah. 
So, so, so the mind plays a big part in performance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, from, from the outside looking in, I, I've seen I've seen you in great physical shape, but you perform shit because <laughs> y- your mind hasn't been there. But equally, I've seen you in probably not the greatest shape you've been in, and absolutely smashed the field. Because, yeah. um, you know, shit, when you came back after having Rosie, I think it's Slate Man, Same. and you won Slate Man. You, you know, you, you'll say yourself, you'd only had... Rosie, like, I don't know, eight, 12 weeks before. Yeah, not long, was it? Yeah, and you, you want to smash the race. So that, that shows that. I still had my baby bump. Yeah, that, that, the line. that's still in your mind, <laughs> isn't it? Ah, it doesn't matter, you just had a baby, so that's how it is. Um, but but that, that was that year, really, Vancouver. It didn't really happen. It was no, a bit crap. A you, you had a good season domestically. You won a lot of races. Yeah. Did yeah. the Welsh Championships again. Yeah. Any races stick out in your mind for that year, or just. Not like, really, no. Yeah. Just won some and yeah. yeah, it was all right. Like, yeah. <laughs> then we go into 2010. Yeah, so then we did decide that we would um, give the world championships a miss and go and do the European championships. Yeah. And I would say this probably coincides like with, with an absolute golden period in your triathlon yeah. kind of career, I think. Because I mean, I, I can't even remember the domestic races we went to. No. I think we did the Welsh, it wasn't the Welsh Super Series then, it was the Welsh Grand Prix Series, yes. wasn't it? Yes. And I think it rained a lot that year, was I think. Was it 2010 that it rained, was it? I think so, possibly. But basically, if you turned up to a race, you won it. Won it. That was the... Yeah, that year. Yeah. And what was going through your mind then when, when you were racing and you were going to the start line? Did, did you think to yourself, I'm going to win this? Or did you just feel happy that you were racing? Were you enjoying it? What was going through your head? Yeah, no, I didn't. I never go into a race thinking I'm going to win this. So that never really crossed my mind. And actually, funnily enough, and people might not believe that, but where I come doesn't actually bother me. Right. It's how I race that bothers me. So if I know that I've raced the best that I can race, and I've come last, then I know I'd be happy. Right. Because that's all I could have given, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly. So, <clears throat> so you could say that you're performance-driven rather than results-driven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's lovely to win, isn't it? It's nice. <laughs> you're fucking asking the wrong person. <laughs> it's a nice feeling to win, but for example, I've, I've raced and I've won, and like not been happy with my, with my race. So the winning is, is you know, but, but you won. But I'm not, that's what, not what I'm after. It's performance. Yeah, I want to feel good racing and I want to know that I'm doing good times and yeah, that's kind of what I'm after. Yeah, so it's almost self-improvement kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the older you get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, so that, that year, you, you're having a stellar year and it was Athlone, was it? Yeah, Athlone yeah, yeah. was first. So the European Championships were in Athlone, uh, which is in the Irish Midlands. Um, the, the swim was in the River Shannon. Yeah. Uh, it was quite a flat bike course, but very windy. I remember they banned disc wheels that year, didn't they? Oh, yeah. There was me, you yeah. and Adrian Leonard yeah. going out there, wasn't there? Um, they banned disc wheels, and the run was pan flat, I seem to remember. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I remember one corner of the run where there were a ton of Irish guys with drums and things. Yeah. Was that in... 
Well, probably if it's in Athlone. But basically, right, let's go back to the start, right? Yeah. So swim, swims in the Shannon. Uh, we started off with pontine. We couldn't dive in. We had to, it was one of those where you have to get into the water, hold the pontine and start, yeah? So how did the swim go? Can you remember? No, it's really... I'm, I'm not remembering the race at you all. You don't remember much at all? No. No. Fair enough, so basically... I remember transition. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And I remember watching the elites and I remember finishing. No, that's good. Well, I remember I was racing around the same time as yeah. you, so I remember seeing you out on the course, and I was pretty certain you were in the lead, but I wasn't sure at that point because you're never quite sure. What's no, going. I never knew either yeah. because everyone, like the age group that we went off with, it wasn't just my age group; it was lots of yeah. age groups, and I never knew where I was actually. But the, the upshot is, you won that year. You, obviously, you won your age group, so you yeah. gold medalist. But you're also the fastest yeah. female there, and that point. In 2010, you would have been in the 35 to 39 category. So, so you weren't like, you know, you were already getting like towards the OAP <laughs> category, weren't you? I think, yeah. uh, I'm trying to remember what letter um, 35 to 39 is. Is it G? G for geriatric, isn't it? I think, yeah. So you've gone over to the geriatric age group. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you won that year. Yeah. It was the year, it was first. No, the second time we'd seen Ali Brownlee race, wasn't it? We'd seen yeah. him up at Strathclyde when yeah. he was a kid. Yeah. And he absolutely destroyed Gomez coming out of transition. Do you remember oh, the speed? He came like a bull out of a gate. Yeah. He was amazing. I've never seen speed like that. No, we were sat on the corner and he just went yeah. past us. And that was his tactic. He wanted to break him coming yeah. out of transition. It was and he amazing. Went out there, he did yeah, amazing, superb. Didn't he? Yeah, it was an amazing race. So that was 2010, that was Athlone. Yeah. Uh, and then we went into 2011, yeah? yeah? I'm, I'm wondering whether we're a year out. Yeah. We, we may have gone 2009 and Athlone then. Yeah. And, yeah, okay. 2010 was Pontevedra. Pontevedra, okay, we'll, we'll go with that. So again, 2010. Again, another really good season domestically. Yeah. yeah and me. Doing good, felt confident again. Yeah, I can't even remember what races we did, I but you, you won a load of races. <laughs> And you qualified for Pontevedra, which was the Europeans. Yeah. Another river swim, very hot. Yeah. The bike was basically uphill, wasn't it? Going out and downhill coming back. Yeah, I seem I to remember. It was yeah. 20k uphill. Yeah, it was. Not steep, much. just no, a draggy. Yeah. And then it was a city centre run. Yeah, which was, which was great. And we did have a lot of good support along there. Yeah. Actually, yeah, because yeah, I was getting the two muddled up. So the, the Athlone one, I was out in the lead. I knew I'd won. When yeah. I crossed the line, I knew I'd won. The Pontevedra, I didn't, because I was going in a different um, you age know, group. So it's different age yeah. groups going together. Yeah. Kind of, you, you, you've blown the story there. Sorry. So I was building up the suspense, but now you've told them that you won. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so you, you you won your age group again. You and can you edit also... me out and then do it again if you like. <laughs> yeah. So you won your age group again and you won outright right again. Didn't I did, you? Yeah. yeah. But going into that race. Um, I think a few years bit back, if I'd have done that, where I'd gone in as you know already the European champion and then having to go again and defend and defend that, yeah. I think I'd have been really nervous and um, uh, probably would have blown it. But this year I was really mentally strong, and I didn't feel any kind of pressure going into that race that I had to sort of you know win it again. Yeah, you were just there to race and enjoy yourself. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was a weird feeling because I just didn't have that sense of pressure at all. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
It was a good time, was it? It was. It was really good. But finishing, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know where. Yeah, well, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I think again, I was racing as well, wasn't I? So yeah, yeah, kind of we pass each other on the run and stuff, and kind of. I I I felt like I had. I was in the lead. The I think the the Spanish people knew. Yeah. Because the the compa- the spectators around that one corner, getting they excited. were banging and getting really excited as I was coming through, and I kept looking around, thinking, "Is there a Spanish with me?" <laughs> but then again, you did. We do think that there's a German porn star out there somewhere that looks a bit like you, because quite a few places we've gone to, they got quite excited. <laughs> so it could have been that. Actually, they were just like, "Oh, it's her." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I remember. So, so that was 2011 yeah, and 10, 2010. 2010. Sorry, and you also got like a really cool award at the end of that season, didn't you? Yeah, from British Triathlon, which was so out of the blue because they contacted me to say that I'd been nominated for the um, age, group age group athlete of the year. And uh, <clears throat> can we go to the presentations? And I was thinking, oh, be nice, but you know. Um, and then it kind sorry of, I'd just say sorry that's had this washer going off in the background go on it collided with some, some things so we were like oh we can't go we can't go and then they kind of begged us really said you really must come you really must come and felt yeah. like I should go so, so you won British Triathlon yeah. Age Group Athlete of the Year that year which was yeah. pretty cool wasn't it it was it nice was. to have that yeah, recognition yeah it was really nice to have that recognition yeah, yeah definitely because I didn't expect it at all but for having double European champs that's pretty cool. Yeah, right. yeah. And then we, uh, we went into 2011. Then. Yeah, and then we decided to do that silly event at the end of the year. We did Ironman Wales, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, actually, we, I, th- I seem to remember 2011, we both had really good season. And then coming back to July, I think we, we were coming a bit flat and we were like, oh, there's got to be something else. I can't even remember what race we did, but I think we both had really yeah, good... Cause yeah, because I... Well, not that you truly knew this but I was thinking I'm getting to that age where I need to have children now <laughs> there's a few hints in the bedroom but yeah. <laughs> so um I stopped being coached by Rich yeah I remember yeah yeah head thinking right well I'm just going to ease up ease up ease up yeah. and then you said I want to do I'm on Wales and I was like let's be easing up <laughs> <laughs> okay after this one then <laughs> But but we did it, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah. we did it. It was. Uh, you had a good swim there. I did an awesome swim. That's you were first out the water, but you weren't first at the ramp. Were you? There's the. It was a German pro, I think. You beat you at the ramp, so you were first out the water. You were second. On TV, they called you second, but <laughs> you were actually first out of the water. But yeah. There you go. That's yeah. obviously you didn't know that. No. So we did that. I think we, we both had different experiences that day. You beat me by a minute. Yeah. Which is quite ironic, isn't it? Over every distance, yeah. it was pretty much a minute, no matter what. Yeah. And I just remember Richard Jones said, uh, Richard Jones had the Welsh Ironman record. He might, he doesn't now, but he yeah. was the Welsh Ironman record holder for years. Going to me, you're catching him! <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck, I hear it all over. <laughs> Oh, it was horrible. The swim was amazing, but I had gone out way too fast because I'd went off with the elites and we all ran down the, the beach. I remember, yeah, because it was the first year on... Well, they, they switched to North Beach yeah. last minute, didn't they? <clears throat> so I'd, I think I'd gone into the red zone in my first, you know, 20 seconds of 
doing an Ironman, which is the most yeah, stupidest thing to do. Yeah, shouldn't do that. No. And uh, suffered, consequently. Yeah. Ever want to do an Ironman again? I, a few years ago, I'd have said definitely no way, Jose. But now? Ah, it's appealing. One Maybe. day. When I'm not so, too uh, old though. So did Ironman Wales. We had a little cycle trip across France. That was lovely, yeah. Yeah, about a month before, didn't we? We cycled from Calais down to Montpellier. Yeah, we nice. did. Wasn't um, it 800 miles in eight days or something? 900 and something miles in eight days cycling. Yeah. yeah it was good. It was good. Hit. It was good fun. Um, Except when we got to Montpellier and we couldn't get into it. And yeah, we did about 140 miles there, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So that was a good time, and then Rose, really Rosie came along. Yeah. In that? In 2012. In 2012, yeah. So yeah. that, obviously that year I didn't do any um, racing, but I tried to keep training a little bit. Yeah, yeah I, I do remember you swimming when you were very heavily pregnant. Yeah. You used to still go early morning swim training together. <laughs> yeah. I remember one day doing hundreds, thinking, I, finally fucking beat her and then just at the last second like this big like whale belly came past me <laughs> you're like for fuck's sake <laughs> I used to love um, trying to cl- well I'd always climb out of the pool do you remember I would never yeah. use the steps J- just to scare those yeah. lifeguards yeah. <laughs> with this huge bump in front yeah, of me it was big <laughs> yeah. but, but that's yeah that's that so Rose came along you didn't really race in 2012 then you had she was born in December. In December, so you raced, Slate Man was your first race back, yeah, wasn't it? which, which was in was the April. May. May. Yeah, May. early May, wasn't it? You won that. Yeah. Slate Man Sprint, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, obviously, you know, it was still there. I think it was the standard. Ah, whatever it was, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but it was one of the races. It was. Yeah, it was yeah. the Slate Man race. It was the sprint, it was definitely the sprint. We'll Google this after and fact check it, but I guarantee you I'm right. Um, so you did the Slate Man Sprint and then um, did a few of the races that year. You were still there, thereabouts, I think. Yeah, and I decided I had this stupid idea, didn't I? That, um, you do a bit of GB stuff again. Yeah, and qualified to, well, I, yeah, qualified to um, race in the UK. In London. In it was London. when the, yeah, the World Champs were in London. So you qualified at Chester, I think you came. Fifth overall there. I think I came third, didn't I? In my age group, maybe. In your age group, yeah. But you were fifth overall and third in your age group. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> it was a long season, wasn't it? It was After a long season, yeah. And I think, yeah. So I didn't have a great one in London. It was just, uh, it was hard, hard work. We did the Sandman, Slateman, Snowman series, though, didn't I? That year? Yeah, because you made me do the snowman and the stuff. Oh, yeah, because I thought we might win a holiday out of it. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, we'll move on from that. <laughs> so that was 2012. Um, 2013, back to a little bit of racing, I seem to remember. Yeah, I had uh, a good few races then. Yeah, you, you're doing well still, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. 2014, Sam pops out. Yeah. yeah. Made that sound easy, but yeah, Sam yeah, came along. Just popped out, you did. So awesome, we've got Don't two kids. Easy. We have all of a sudden racing. I think uh, that point uh, teaching was probably getting a bit boring. I think well, not I boring. Think it was I think the, the, it was getting harder. The, the paperwork was just getting yeah yeah. And having two children and trying to do 
the job which had changed dramatically since I was off as well yeah. with them. Um, I didn't really agree with the way in which it was going either. So in, in the, the way the, 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 the education, yeah. the ethos of education yeah. was going. Yeah. From a child-based thing, perhaps, too. Yeah. Well, I always taught because I wanted to feel like I helped kids and I wanted them to enjoy teaching and things like that. And I felt like that was sort of taken away from me. So I didn't really, yeah, I, I wanted to look for other avenues. So you're looking for other avenues. At the same time, we started Gog Triathlon Club. Yeah, we started in 2014. Was it 2014, it was uh, <coughs> the first meeting was three months after Sammy was born. Oh, yeah. Not even that, two months actually. Do you remember we were in the Roast Funnick? Yeah. I had five pints of Sam again. I'll oh, never yeah. forget that. <laughs> I don't remember much after it, but I'll never forget that. Yeah, that was so, so, so the club has started, you were getting a bit disillusioned with teaching. Mm. Um, club's been pretty cool though, hasn't it? Yeah, well, it kind of. It, you set out to sort of create a community in this area, and I think that's definitely happened, hasn't it? I think I think we've got we're getting there, aren't we? I yeah. think we've got a great got a great bunch of people involved with in the club and stuff. Yeah. Uh, perhaps that's another day we can talk about yeah. that. Um, and that's it. So the the club rumbled on, uh, triathlon rumbled on. You kept going out. You're still doing well in races. Yeah. And then it came to a point that I think perhaps I suggested. Joe, teaching's really pissing you off. Why not <laughs> do something about do it? Do something about it. And I'll just say this: I'm a great believer in this in life. If things are pissing you off, don't complain about it. Do something about it. Over to you. What did you do? Um, well, I did my level three triathlon coaching qualifications. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You're already an ASA swimming teacher when you qualified. Yeah. Doing all your yeah. exams through that. And I did my level one, level two triathlon as well. Yeah. Um, and obviously got a degree in physical education. So there's a bit of a background there. Um, and then, um, yeah, I, I just decided, well, with having done the level three course, yeah. um, it gave me that kind of confidence I needed really to, to hammer noticing. And yeah. it get, I, I had a few athletes that I was coaching and they were doing well off the back of it. So, that also gave me the confidence and then I just handed my notice in. That's cool. I think, um, yeah, I mean, it takes bravery, doesn't it? It was, yeah. And uh, what would you say, you, you know, the, the feeling you get now as a, a coach when your athletes have success, and you've had some big success, haven't you? you know, yeah. You've had silver medals at the World Championships in Duathlon, with yes. Simon Cole. Yeah. Uh, you, you've had a lot of Welsh Championship success. Yes. Um, yeah, we've had loads of good success and lots and lots of PBs by um, all the athletes that I've coached. Um, goals met that they want, you know, they've they've looked at their goals and they wanted to make them and they have and so and surpassed them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. surpassed what they believe. Uh, yeah. And the question I'm going to ask is, do you get the same feeling coaching someone to a level of success as you did, or do race into a level of success? Ah, uh, yeah, I get. Yes, even more so than yeah. when I'm racing myself. So um, you'll know this, but if people are racing and there's a tracker, I'll be on the tracker tracking them. And yeah, much to my annoyance. <laughs> yeah. You can't um, get off it. And I can't, I can't rest until I know how they've done. And if they have done a PB or if they've achieved what they wanted to achieve, then I am absolutely stoked. 
Yeah. Oh, that, that's cool. I mean, just to, to give a quick overview, Rianne's business now is Trirox Training. Um, it's, it's personal triathlon training uh, from years of experience within the sport, um, swim analysis, yeah. uh, training camps uh, in beautiful Snowdonia and beyond. Um, and you know, anything you can do to help people kind of get to the best, I suppose. So. Yeah, and I take on people who are um, beginner swimmers, so teaching them to swim. Um, I take just runners, you know, and they just want to achieve uh, doing a marathon. And then I got other people who, you know, want to win gold in this race and that race. So I've got a big uh, mix of abilities and people with different goals and things, which is great. So, so you're looking, basically, I would say, to maximise people's potential. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. help them to, yeah. to get there. And it's a lovely feeling. No, that, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And um, looking forward, you know, just we'll, we've got to close off in a minute because you've been in the element talking. It says me. Looking forward, what, what do you envisage? What do you see? What do you want? You know, club, personally, business, whatever. What, future or, or just this year? <laughs> Where, wherever, this year and the future. You know. um, well, this year's kind of... Uh, pulled a few things out of the bag hasn't it for us all so really I want to um, keep my athletes motivated this year and um, keep them on the books keep them fit healthy and hopefully by the end of the season we'll have some races to yeah. um, so just keep them focused and yeah, yeah. definitely um, yeah and then in the future I'd like to do more training camps for people in beautiful Snowdonia, but also abroad. warmer, yeah. yeah, good. yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> so that's on a business level, personal level? Uh, keep racing? Yeah, I definitely want to keep racing. I want to be, you know, one of these 85-year-olds going for it. Uh, so I do definitely want to keep racing. Um, and where I'd... I did a half Ironman last year, didn't I? Yeah, the, 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 the 70.3 World Championships yeah. came eighth. Yeah. Shit run. Yeah, I remember it, yeah. That wasn't that a shit run. <laughs> yeah. I was happy with that run. I just dehydrated. Yeah, that's the problem. You're happy with it. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I can still, I can potentially do better. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I... So maybe another crack at 70.3. Yeah, I'd like to and do it better. So obviously I dehydrated this time round. It was really hot though, wasn't it? Come on. Yeah, I'm just hearing excuses, but keep going. So that's on a personal level, club level. Um, well, what's, what is our club level? I'm asking you, what, what would you like to see from the club? <sighs> just continued expansion. Yeah. Happy athletes, blah blah blah. Yeah, there's so many things that it'd be nice to do with the club, and it's having the time to do it. So there are things that. If only you could have an enforced two months shut down. Ah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm only joking, but um, you, you don't have to answer that. But just keep people improving, I guess. Yeah, and keep the coaches on board. Um, you know, we've got a great bunch of coaches, and it'd be nice to sort of keep them on board and also um, increase. The number of coaches because obviously that helps so anyone who's listening out there if they want to become a coach then let me know because we're always looking for them yeah we're always looking for people who want to coach 
Um, and finally, if you were to offer any words of advice, I'm putting you on the spot here, any words of advice to people currently in the sport or coming into the sport, what advice would you offer? Um, well, coming into the sport, just my biggest advice is to enjoy it because I got to the point where in the triathlon, I put loads of pressure on myself and forgot the reason why I did it. And that is because it's a hobby and I enjoy it. So, you know, yes, have goals and be focused, but keep it fun as well. Yeah, I, I think that's solid advice, isn't it? You, yeah. It, it is a hobby and it's that's the most important thing to do. We do it to enjoy it. Yeah. So I think uh, I'm going to finish off by saying thank you, Rian, for sitting here while I had me four-pack and talking to me. <laughs> Thanks for they're, having they're me. lovely Heineken. Um, and cool, I hope everyone kind of enjoys this little go at a gold cast. We're, we're, I'm going to have to edit this down and uh, try and cut out some of my wife's waffling. But ho hopefully you enjoy it. Um, stay safe out there. Remember to wash your hands while singing Happy Birthday twice in English and in Gumraig. Um Love you all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>